Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Celebrating 10 years of award-winning car talk, it's the In Wheel Time car show, your weekly go-to all-things automotive place, along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong, and Jeff Zekin. Don Armstrong here with you. Let's get right to our guest. He's on hold. He's been waiting for us so patiently. Mr. John Craman with Meekum Auctions. John, it's good to talk to you, my friend. Hey, good to talk to you guys. And we are cranked up, ready to head to Houston. Are you? Are you driving here? Uh, I personally am not. No, I'm actually leaving uh, to come down on the airlines. I'm up in the Chicago area and leaving to come down on Tuesday. But we've got... We've got a great lineup. This is, uh, you know, interesting to know. We are actually, believe it or not, celebrating our 10th year in a row at Houston. Uh, hard to believe. It seems like it's been a wow. few years ago. But uh, folks at Energy Center are all ready for us. And we're going to continue the juggernaut of very successful auctions during these really unusual times. that we actually began June of last year with our first pandemic auction. This will be our 12th that we've held, and it might surprise you or it might not that we've continued to hold record auctions one after another, and we maybe can talk about that a bit, and that is just how much interest there is right now during this COVID era with the excitement of people buying cool old cars from their past. It just It's really amazing that that is one bright side of this, you know, difficult time we've all been dealing with. John, do you know, uh, are there going to be uh, uh, restrictions as far as the number of people that they allow into the facility there at NRG? Well, that's the good news is, no, we're not allowing or, or we're, we're not limiting the amount of spectators or buyers or sellers. But here's what we are doing. We are staying with, and this is an NRG policy, we are staying with um, masking protocols are still in place. And we are also not going to be selling tickets at the at the gate like we normally would, but we are selling tickets. People just need to go to Meekum.com, and it's only $20 to buy a ticket. Buy them in advance, and you're able to come right in. No restrictions on anything at it's all. And uh, this has been the procedure we've been using with great success uh, since the middle of last year. It keeps everybody safe, and it keeps the auctions high energy and, and successful and if anybody hasn't had a chance to get out yet they're still kind of hunkered in and they want their car fixed we're recommending that everybody comes out and checks this out because i would just tell everybody and promise everybody we do it very safely we've got everything spread apart all the way from the way we've got cars displayed to the way we're doing any transactions the way we've got seating set up everything is social distance so we're encouraging everybody to come on out well and one of the cool things about Mecham is it's you guys are having an auction those people who pay the 20 bucks to come that didn't bring money to buy at the auction they're having a car show because you have such a wide variety of vehicles that show up absolutely and houston and texas in general has generally been a pretty good truck sales platform for you guys if i remember correctly uh, absolutely. Um, glad glad that you mentioned trucks because that has been, the past five or six years, one of really the fastest growing and hottest segments, whether they're original, whether they're restored, or whether they're resto modded. Leading that truck charge are the Chevy C10s from 67 to 72, those glamour era trucks. And of course, do I even need to mention the first generation Broncos? Holy smokes, yeah. 66 to 77. That just continues to just reset the bar on excitement and quality. And it's, and what you might find interesting both on the c10s and the broncos as well it's a slightly younger demographic 
traffic that's getting involved in those vintage vehicles. Did I hear you use the phrase glamour error? I heard that. You know, I I just wanted to focus in on that because I was a part of that movement, and and I reflect on that with great love. You resemble that. I resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah, that is referred to as the Chevy trucks from 67 to 1972. That is really the the go-to truck right now. The square body trucks that came out after that 73, 73. through 87, those are coming on strong too. Those are picking up kind of the slack and the, those are a little bit more affordable, but those are coming on strong too and I just want to say that it's very gratifying as a, you know, classic baby boomer as we transition us guys, us older guys, we transition away from um, the involvement in the hobby. Uh, there's a whole new generation of enthusiasts that's right behind us. There's always been a question in the collector car world: Will that continue? And from all indications, there's nothing at all to think that this market is not easing up. We take vehicles from oh, roughly the mid 1950s up through maybe the mid 1970s. That seems to be an era of vehicles that transcends generations very well. Resto mods, of course, huge part of the collector car world, blending modern technology and components with a vintage look continues to be more and more popular. Prices are going up. We're seeing more and more of those on the auction block. Just really bodes well for the hobby. John, I have to tell you that I heard that some of these resto mods are going for more money than the actual originals. What is that? Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's a phenomenon that uh, we've been sort of following and talking about for, oh, the past three or four years. And there's going to be no end in sight. One of the reasons for that is demand. There is a market segment that wants the look and the allure of a cool vintage vehicle, but they want modern mechanicals. And that's just not more horsepower. It's also better braking and air conditioning and comfort items. Suspension. Uh, and it's expensive yep. to do that. And that's why they're so valuable because it really takes a major effort to go full-blown resto mod. Uh, it, in, and in many cases, it's actually they replace the entire chassis and suspension system as well. So you can you, you can spend more resto modding one than restoring it. So I guess it would make sense that ultimately they would bring more money. But you know what? What determines values on everything that we sell is supply and demand. And right now, the demand is high for everything across the board, especially on anything that's been modified with today's components. That's a trend that's, I think it's here to stay. It's, that's, it's not a fad. Let's talk about some of the individual vehicles that you're excited about that uh, you've got coming up at the Mecham auction next week. Yeah, I have to say we've got about roughly about 900 cars consigned so far, roughly 300 per day. And uh, we've got everything from cars $5,000 on up to over $100,000. And I'm going to kind of, I love all cars. I'm going to give a nod to a couple of Mopars that I really like. Sure. There's, a, there's, a 68, there's a 68 Hemi Charger, dark blue, really cool Ooh. color. Um, that is the first year of that body style. A lot of people's personal favorites, mine included. And we've also got uh, kind of in the same Mopar camp. We have the one-year only, 2018. Dodge Demon, the 840 horsepower beast, the highest horsepower, best performing, performing muscle car ever. Only only one year, 3,000 built for the U.S. market, and we've got one of those coming as well. So we'll see if we can get a uh, one-two Mopar punch. But lots of great stuff. Corvettes, uh, 50s cars, chrome and fin era. Of course, we mentioned trucks, SUVs, uh, muscle cars, always a big staple. A lot of nice luxury cars and some uh, exotic cars too, some late model exotics. So, you know. 
it sounds kind of corny if you hear the term something for everyone, but this auction truly will have it. It'd be a great hey, John, opportunity for anybody listening to check it out. John, let me ask you just out of curiosity, a 68 Hemi Charger versus a Demon, which one do you think is going to bring more? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question. They're both, they're both six-figure cars. We know that. So we know that we're going to be looking at you know, a minimum of $100,000. I think that's going to be a really good battle. We've seen, we've seen the demons, which it's a little bit easier to do a comparison to a demon because there's a fair amount of them out there. A lot of them don't have any miles on them. And other than some options and colors, they're all pretty much the same right. in condition because they're a new car. Uh, but the, but you know, the charger is a whole different world. Over a 50 year old car, there are so many variables, and that can really drive the price. But I would say, I would say that I'm going to give a slight edge to the classic 68 Hemi Charger on the eventual hammer price. And I made a note here, and I'm going to be looking at that, noting that to see which one actually sells for more money. <laughs> Got to give us a shout on it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. John, I know that the that the auction itself runs for three days, April 8th through the 10th. Explain to everybody how you divide up the cars for each day. There's the Thursday auction, the Friday auction, and the Saturday auction, but there is some rhyme or reason as to what you run across the block in each of those days. How does that work? Yeah, there sure is. We actually we call it internally inventory management. And what we want to do is because our auctions are so long and there's so many cars, we don't expect every bidder to be there for every car. So what we do is, is we categorize the different vehicles pretty much based on value. It's not a 100% accurate uh, plan, but we're probably in the 80 to 90 percentile range. So Thursday is going to be the entry-level cars, typically the more affordable cars. So if somebody's got, let's say, a sub $25,000 budget to spend, that's going to be a really good day to go if you're just going to pick one day as a buyer. And then as we go into the Friday and the final day on Saturday, sold or bought, the, the camera people that are on the block, have they ever bumped into or damaged a vehicle? Not damaged, not not aware of any damage at all. They have occasionally will bump into a car, uh, and we'll actually you actually see that once in a while, a bit of a jiggle. But allow me just a moment to just give a shout out for that crew. Most of this crew, we're 14 years now on television, all working together, and many of those crew members have been with us for that entire time. Oh, wow! And without sounding like I'm, you know, the proud popper or anything, this is really the top. These guys are the top of their game. Yeah, I've always uh, wondered that. It's not that. all they do. They do a lot of sporting events and other things, but they have a passion. They love what they do. It's a it's a well-oiled machine. few bumps once in a while, but, man, we, we just take it for granted. We just come in. We, tur we turn the switch on. It takes 40 of us to put that TV show on, and it looks like it's smooth and seamless. And in a lot of ways, it feels that same way to us because we've all been doing it together for so long. The other question I have is, how's your band doing? Well, uh, COVID, we've been kind of locked down like everybody, but uh, MI Three Piece Classic Rock Band, Redline Seven Thousand. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. Band dot com. Yeah, hopefully we'll be <laughs> we'll be out this year. Uh, Going to be talking to Bob Ashton at the Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals, Macacken. I call that the um, uh, the the uh, Amelia Island of muscle cars. Uh, the Pebble Beach of Muscle Cars. That's in November in the Chicago area, and that's kind of a tradition that our band plays there to our group of uh, the muscle car and Corvette guys. So I got my fingers crossed that's going to happen. Cool stuff. Yeah, most definitely. Okay, so uh, I guess the easiest way to remember uh, when the uh, auction is going to be on TV is to just uh, check out MeekumAuctions.com for that. Uh, what, right. So, and what are, the, you know, the hours at the, at the show? 
Yeah, what at the at the actual auction, the gates every day will open at eight o'clock. The first car will be at ten o'clock, uh, but the auction will actually start around nine thirty. We do auction starters with memorabilia. We call it road art, and that kind of gets the auction going. But the first car will hit the block at ten a.m. and we'll probably my guess is there's no end set time. It's when the last car is done. But I would say we probably should be done by sometime around. Oh, maybe 7 p.m. or so. So once again, invite everybody to come out, get your tickets online. They're only 20 bucks. And there's still also time to get vehicles consigned. You can call Meekum, uh, the Meekum office, and we take we literally take entries right up to the day of the auction. Well, and the cool thing is people who are interested in coming out, they can go to Meekum.com and look at the docket. They can look at the Thursday cars in that price range you're talking about, the Friday cars, and then ultimately look at the star uh, the star cars that you have that are that are going to pop up Saturday, and I've been looking at this for a while just to see what you're bringing to Houston. Oh my gosh, you guys have got some great rides coming in. <laughs> yeah, we're really, needless to say, really glad to be coming back. Uh, we were just there in December, had a great auction, as you might remember. And it sounds good, really, with your Autorama and NHRA coming to town. It sounds like things are opening up. Just fingers crossed we all get back to enjoying cars. Just like just like you guys, it's a lifestyle with us. And, and uh, we just want things to get cranked back up again. Amen to that. Well, John, it's great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us on this Saturday. And we know you're a busy guy. And hopefully we will we'll see you this week sometime out at NRG Center for the 10th anniversary of the Mecham Auction Houston version. Well, thanks so much, guys. Appreciate all your support. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Talk to you again. All right. Uh, we've got a couple of things I want to get in before uh, the end of the show. Um, one is I wanted to get in some more uh, headline stories, but I also wanted to mention to everyone that tonight at Houston Motorsports Park is the Gulf Coast Racing Series, and it is going to be the Spring Speed Fest presented by Advance Auto Parts, Houston Motorsports Park, uh, up there off of Lake North Lake Houston Parkway. And uh, it's easy to get to. You can either get to it through 59, which I wouldn't recommend because no, no. Oh, the East Mount Houston is a terrible road. But you go up uh, the... Uh, the, Beltway 8. Uh, yeah, Beltway 8 up there and exit North Lake Houston Parkway and just head west and you'll run into the uh, the racetrack up there. Uh, so uh, everything, the gates open at 5 o'clock. Racing begins at about 6.05, 6.10. They're going to have the flyover and the you know national anthem and all the good old American stuff. Um, tickets are $15 for adults, $5 for kids, vets, and seniors. Dollar hot dogs, dollar beer, and they're going to have... The full array of racing tonight, Pro Trucks, Modifieds, Outlaws, Eco Stocks, Super Stocks, NAS Carts. I love the NAS Carts. And the Legacy Car. So it's a full array tonight. Tonight would be a great night to go. Beautiful Bring night. a jacket because it's going to be a little bit on the crisp side. Not cold, but crisp. That's when those cars make horsepower. Yeah. And uh, get you some nice hot dogs for a dollar a shot. and uh, Dollar beers. Dollar beers, yeah. So it's a, it's a good time. Again, it's at Houston Motorsports Park. Gates open at 5, racing at about 6.05, 6.10 after the flyover in the National. Crispy. Anthem. Yeah. So there is that. Um, let's see. What else is there? I've got some. I've got some so, up. you know, Toyota Motor, uh, Toyota outsold Ford for the month of March. They were up 22%. Um, for the first three months of 2021, they sold 603,000 cars and light trucks 
uh, and the mar and the for the March sales, who did Toyota wow for the first three months and and Ford only sold five hundred twenty one so they got a huge jump start on them interesting huh okay. and then you know Honda if you watch the Formula One race last week uh, Honda's making a move on Mercedes in the powertrain mark in the powertrain they uh, it wasn't as big a gap. From what uh, from what it was last year, I watched that, that race. I yeah. was hope I was hoping. Hey, yeah. did, did did you happen to uh, run across that uh, Formula One Netflix series? You told me about it. I haven't watched it yet. Oh my gosh, you've got to watch it. Hey, you know, uh, I've always been uh, an at far fan of Formula One, but um, I'll tell you what it is. It has made me now uh, interested where I'm going to try to start watching the live events. Um, it's, it's pretty darned exciting, and it's got all sorts of different auto manufacturers that enter cars, mm -hmm. Mercedes, Renault. I mean, oh, all, yeah. the, all the big Claire. players of yep. Europe. Austin Mar Aston Martin is in this year. Well, Austin Martin. I think we should rename it that. <laughs> Austin, Austin, that's my Martin, son. Yeah, Austin. Oh, yeah. We can Austin. live with that. He did Austin. say Polaroid, and I was trying to figure out what that was oh, earlier. <laughs> Sorry, my age shows. It certainly does. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, that is a great series. Look it up on Netflix if you have Netflix. I, I was enthralled and watched it. And that last race of last year, oh, pretty intense. That yeah, that that car wreck and fire just it was. Oh, I didn't sleep the rest of Romaine, the night. Romaine, yeah, and he is uh, he's going to run Indy this year. Yes, the road but he's courses. not the road courses, but not the oval tracks. Right. For whatever reason, probably not skilled at oval racing as as uh, he wishes to be. Yeah. So Rivian, the electric truck company, yeah. they announced that they're going to have a warranty of one hundred and seventy five thousand miles. Wow. That they, they, you also have in that story that uh, they may be in just a little bit of uh, financial issues. No. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. Oh yeah, and there may be some some cheating and shenanigans going on. You there. think? Maybe malarkey. 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 <laughs> That's a good old word. That's very good. Um, the no malarkey tour. <laughs> Renaissance Electronics uh, said production at a semiconductor factory hit by a fire is on track to resume by mid-April. Welcome news from one of the top providers of automotive chips amid a global shortage. One of the company's most advanced lines at its plant in Naka, north of Tokyo, has been halted since fire broke out late March. Booming demand for laptops, tablets, and other electronics from people stuck at home during the pandemic triggered this semiconductor shortage late last year that has since snarled production of everything from automobiles to gaming consoles. Car manufacturers got hit particularly hard and are expected to miss out on $61 billion oh in gosh. sales alone. Jeez. That's m major. Uh, Tesla has gotten permission to move forward with a lawsuit claiming that Rivian stole its trade secrets with the help of former employees of the electric car you maker. The judge also declined to dismiss Tesla's claims against seven of its former employees, all of whom the car maker accuses of divulging trade secrets when they went to work for the rival startup. Tesla claimed in the lawsuit filed in July that Rivian had hired at least 178 of its 
former employees. Espionage. And, and that, that happens in the car business all the time. I remember that there was the one guy that came from, went from General Motors and went somewhere else, and they accused him of stealing all kinds of trade secrets. So it's not uncommon, but I don't think the lawsuits ever really go anywhere. So did you hear what Volkswagen did this week? Uh-uh. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it has turned into a disaster. Was- Volkswagen of America on Tuesday confirmed that it will use the brand name Volkswagen starting in May to differentiate its line of electric vehicles a day after the news was inadvertently leaked online. Yep. Then it said it will place the exterior badge. It goes through the whole thing, right? Jeff going to do a review of the badge? Guess what? We could. It's trademark. April Fools. Oh, really? Oh. It was an April yep. Fools joke, as it turns out. Oh boy. And it is an absolute marketing nightmare yep. because it's all backfired on them because journalists jumped on it. Oh, this well, is a big story. It, breaking well, news. It was because their PR department confirmed it. Said yes, that's true. It leaked out early. But it early, early being the key. Well, but nobody ever said that yeah. until April Fool's Day. You got to remember, this is ahead of April Fool's yeah, Day. They, they, they then couldn't. later Tuesday, the company fessed up. Volkswagen of America will not be changing its name to Volkswagen. The renaming was designed to be an announcement in the spirit of April Fool's Day. Mm-hmm. VW said in a statement after removing the release from its U.S. media site. We will provide additional updates on this matter soon. They stepped in it, boy. (laughs) They did. Well, it could have been pulled off, and it could have been funny, but it was released two days early. Exactly. And and the gullible news media morons that, you know, well, really, then Volkswagen, you can't do that. Well, you have an inside of that intelligence community. <laughs> but what kind of a moron but, would? They, but they, nowadays, it's everybody wants to be the first. Got to be the first. With whether the news. that's accurate, uh, or that not, has nothing to do with first. it. You know, we're talking clicks, and and who's first? You know, out there, and they just jump so fast. Breaking news, exactly. It pays to be second. Oh my gosh! Some days, well, yeah, some days. It was an absolute nightmare. Well. Uh, we are going to wrap up today's show uh, in just a couple of seconds here. we got a, there's a little housekeeping to do. Mm-hmm. So we will be back right after this. The Tailpipes and Tacos Monthly Cruise-In has become so popular, you'll be able to attend at more locations. Enjoy fabulous Houston car culture at any of the four participating Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex restaurants. Tailpipes and Tacos will be held in Tomball at Highway 249 near 2978, Bay Area Boulevard near the Gulf Freeway in Webster, the Grand Parkway just south of I-10 in Katy, and the Kirby location off the Southwest Freeway. Tailpipes and Tacos is the place to enjoy made-to-order breakfast tacos, fresh coffee, and awesome cars. Mark your calendar for Saturday, April 17th for the next Tailpipe and tacos at one of the four participating Loopy Tortilla Mexican restaurants, 8 to 11 a.m. Tailpipes and Tacos is free and everyone is invited. See collector cars, hot rods, customs, originals, and resto mods. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in this friends and family event. Start your Saturday off right at Houston's hottest cruise in. Tailpipes and Tacos, April 17th, 8 to 11 a.m. Participating Loopies are located in Tomball, Katy, West University, and Clear Lake. April 17th, in real time, we'll be broadcasting from the West University location on the Southwest Freeway, weather permitting. If you're in 
in charge of your company's small, medium, or large business anywhere in the U.S., let the On Hold Company help you retain customers and promote your business on your telephone system. Promote special sales or company info when placed on hold. The On Hold Company provides custom on hold messages with professional male or female voices, licensed background music with no long term contract, no monthly recurring bill, and updates your messages as needed. Call the On Hold Company at 713 223 HOLD or go to onhold.net. Well, that's it for this episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. Hey, when you're on Facebook, please give us a like, tell your friends about us, and share our junk. You'll get Conrad's unicorn hunting features along with all things automotive all week long. The In Wheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and on InWheelTime.com. Podcasts are available on Pandora, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, correct me if I'm wrong, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcast, Google Podcast, and Podcast Addict, among others. You're there. Yeah. Special thanks to all of our guests today. The In Wheel Time Chief Engineer is the fabulous David mm. Ainsley. Our video technical director, sales and marketing maven, maven. Jeffrey Zekin. <laughs> this week's In Wheel Time Car Show is produced and directed by the Easter Bunny. For Yay. booking agent and podcast man, Mike out of this world, Mars, and his royalty, King Conrad DeLong. I'm Don Armstrong saying so long for now. We hope you'll join us on the next live show. It's going to be next Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., right here on the fabulous Smoke and Mirrors Network. So long. We'll see you later. That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.